make sure that I come back into a place of safety. So rather than shame spiraling about me being unsafe and me hurting you, I wanted to, oh, I wanted to just ground in with myself and actually create safety. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. It's, it's easier. Make it easy. Now that I know what you need, it's easy. Mm. Wow. <laughs> it's so funny. I've been like trying to get that need met from the very first moment that we lived together. And all it took was me speaking it. Sorry, but that's pretty funny. To be fair, I needed a lot of stuff in order to be able to speak it, but... We always do, hey, we need to do really difficult work to say the simplest things. Mm. Old mate today said something I never, I've never heard him say before. He said he's so grateful for my boundaries. Mm. They keep him safe and they keep him in check. Wow. He's so grateful for them. Kudos to me for having them, but then how much gratitude he actually has to me having boundaries. How insane is that? One day, this story will be shared from a stage with all three of us. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, just, I just feel like boundaries, that's how you and I have learned to communicate. It's like, well, we need, we need to be able to have this open communication mm -hmm. if we are going to have safety. Yeah, and today, I wanted to come with you, I wanted to see Kyle, I wanted to kind of just, you know, tag along with the team. Because mm. I recharge around people, I really yeah. do. Around our people too. But I had a good look in the mirror and had a good conversation with myself about... my safety and your safety and what that actually means and how I can provide that. I can provide safety for myself and I can provide safety for you. 
Because I, I often get into a trap of believing, oh, young, jealous, young, of believing that I can't provide that for myself. Mm. And that I need you to make me feel safe. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the same. This chicken is god tier. Yeah. I'm know. just shocked. It's such a simple cooking technique. Where? It's just oven baked. So it's almost cooked but not quite. Mm. Then you take it out. And if I had alfoil, I would have used alfoil, but I just put baking paper over it and then just put the tea towel over that mm. for five minutes. Took it out into the container, straight into the fridge, cool it down really quickly so it doesn't go through the settling period where the proteins restrict. Mm. It gets really tough. And that is how it did it. And that is like, imagine that in a curry. You know, Will it just, stay soft? It'll stay soft. <coughs> Even after it cools in the fridge? Yeah, because it's cold now. That's cold. Oh. It won't lose that. Hmm. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So. Heavy, heavy revies, you know? Mm. Good ones. Good heavy revies. Shave my face. So good. Beauty just gets better and better. Beauty culture. Meanwhile, the Indians have been dermaplaning for like a thousand years and no one knew. That's part of the reason why their women's skin looks so amazing. So, let's rewind a bit. Mm hmm. You saw them at the shops today. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit into what happened recently, sort of the last few... What's the last big update, I guess, before today? Oh, my ex just tried to declare his love for me after he's just broken up with his girlfriend. Hmm. My ex, and my, as in my twin flame. Mm. As in not just my ex. It's not like my ex, this guy that I just dated this one time. It's like the other half of my soul walking around on the planet with all these traumas and wounds just... That match yours. Matching mine. And you'll perfectly trigger each other. Absolutely. Perfectly trigger each other to grow. Beautiful relationship. Wonderful dynamic. Not the man that I... Uh, and, and with, he's not my divine counterpart in this life. He's a gun. Points at my soul and ignites those parts of me that need work. Mm. So that I can show up better for my relationship and for the world. And vice versa, honestly. So yeah, he kind of just declared that he was 
in love with me and which I know I, I get that I'm got similar feelings for him in a different way but it doesn't mean that it's okay it doesn't also mean that he's not just feeling reboundy and like needs love and attention and care is grasping at the next thing to get those needs met And I've had to draw some pretty firm boundaries with him around it because my life is important. What I'm doing is important. My relationship with you is of the utmost importance. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's what's been happening. How did you feel drawing those boundaries? It was really difficult. Difficult in what way? There was resistance to it. I had resistance, you remember? And uh, it was difficult because It's hard. It's hard to draw boundaries when you have attachment. And I would be kidding myself and you if I said that I didn't have attachment. What is that? What's attachment? Mm. What does that mean? It means that there's an element of me caring what that person's reaction might be to the boundary. Right. Wise mind, higher self Marissa, knows that their reaction is superfluous and doesn't matter. Wise mind, higher self Marissa knows that in love and in light, me drawing a boundary, if that triggers a reaction in him, it's a good thing and it's of none of, none of my concern. Mm. It's not my problem for just even a, mi a minute or a moment. It's not for me to worry about. But attached Marissa, who has parts of her who are still attached, which those parts are obviously less and less and less, but that person fears pull, pushing him away mm. with boundaries. Pushing him away and... him inevitably if the boundary like this is how my subconscious mind thinks about the boundary because I still have attachment if I set a boundary he's going to leave he's not going to honor that boundary and he's going to leave leave my life which is interesting when to say the least when was the I'm curious when you say he's going to leave if then right if this then that if I set a boundary, then he's going to leave my life. Mm. 
<laughs> so funny. It's literally the exact opposite, but yeah. I'm curious to ask. Is there a memory that triggers? Like, what is that? Well, yeah, it's because in the past, um, he did he did leave my life. Mm. What about before he was ever in your life? Is there something, is there a similar situation that came up? Yeah, definitely. Literally from primary school. Like, really? setting boundaries with people in primary school and then being like, you're a loser and you're strange. Mad and, like, rejection. Yeah, and like, just literally... But not even just rejection, like actively trying to hurt me because of it. Oh, so like almost yeah. bullying. Uh, no, like full bullying. Full on so bullying. I was fully bullied because I tried to set boundaries around what people thought was that I would do that was weird. So I was a very loving child. Right. And I would like try and hug my friends at school and they would tell me that I was weird and a loser mm. and then like run off. And the dynamic that I had with old mate was that I would be very loving and he would not take it well and then would stop talking to me because he had avoidant and disorganised attachment. Stop talking to you. Stop talking to me for like days and days and days on end, which to me felt like rejection, right? Right. And the hard thing about rejection and that dynamic is that the rejected feels like it's up to them to chase after the people that have rejected them, which so, is... So they withdraw... They withdraw and then the rejected goes into fight or flight because, you know, being rejected when you're a child is actually really difficult. Right. And then you think that the only course of action is to chase after the person that's rejected you and try and get them to love you again, try and get them to show you love, try and get them to show you affection. So that's when the anxious attachment starts, which literally all of my friendships as a child were anxious attached friendships. <clears throat> All of them. Sit down. Yeah, I just think I need to go to the loo. Okay. I'll pull it. I don't know if I've actually ever really told you about it. Hmm. Let's continue what we were talking about. Yeah, You were saying that you why you put on that makeup. Tell me about your friends in school. So my friends in school were quite awful people, to be honest. They were all very um, cruel. When I was actually a super kind-hearted kid, there were some that were kind, but because a lot of the girls that we were around were quite awful, they were quite like girls um, it was difficult to have relationships with the girls that I went to my school with um, that were based on like my authenticity and me actually like showing up the way that I would want to show up in a friendship so I would get ridiculed for being nice. So you said that you had anxious attachments. I had anxious attachments to these people because I would be nice to them. It was like all of the girls in the Christian school had avoidant attachment. 
was very weird. Except for you. Except for me, I had an anxious attack. People pleasing? Me people pleasing? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't really realise when I was younger that was happening, obviously, but like I definitely was trying to put other people's needs before my own. Mm. Um, because if I if I acted the way that I wanted to act with those girls, so like kind and nice and and actually just really loving, I would get rejected, like hard out rejected. Mm. So like Which is such a big deal when you're small. Such a big deal. Like they would run away from me in lunch break, babe. Because I told them I loved them. So I would be like to the girls, like, I just love you guys so much. Because my parents have always said that to me, like, we love you, like, always. My mum and dad were just so lovely. So I'm like, girl, we just love you so much. Because that's what I was getting at home. Getting some other things wrong, but like that, I was always getting love. And they, the and girls. They would literally be like, you're a loser. Who says that? And then they'd run off. Yeah, babe. And like, gang up in twos against me and be like what a loser she like loves everyone what a freak kids fucking suck yeah I remember this one time to me it was like oh there's the chick that just loves everybody and Grayson stood up to her and he said yeah Marissa's a really loving person to me he said something like that's not very cool <laughs> and I was just like heartbreaking because I, I worshipped the ground she walked on because she was a narcissist and my mother pandered to narcissists because her mother was a narcissist. So my mum wasn't a narcissist, but I watched my mum literally always be close to narcissistic women. So they were the only women that I gravitated towards because it was like the girls that I gravitated towards were the narcissists. I was always a narcissist wingman, just like my mum. Just like my mum. Yeah, it's a pattern that you knew how to Mm -hmm. play out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Crazy, hey? Yeah. So, setting boundaries with girls like that, well, I never did that. I never did that till I was in my teens. And I realised that I was actually better off hanging out with the fat chicks. The Mm. fat chicks were the best. They were kind, they were funny, they were self-deprecating in a cute kind of way. Mm. They They didn't care about Eating, like I was anorexic hanging out with the fat chicks. But they got to eat what they wanted. I don't know how I managed to get in with the fat chicks, but they just loved me because I they would they would take my love. Like they would accept love Mm. from me. Because they knew how to receive. Yeah, and I knew how to give. Yeah. That was the only thing I knew was how to give. I didn't I didn't know how to Those other bitches didn't know how to receive. Unless it was like taking Gosh, babe, it was so bad. So, fat chicks don't know boundaries either. Sure. So there's still issues. So there were still issues there. And I just, that's why I love fat people so much. Because they, like, rescued me in school. Right. The fat girls and the fat guys, the fat kids. Like, I fell in love with this fat boy. Lots of fatties, yeah. So many fatties, because they were just so beautiful. Yeah. Of course, the fat boys never liked me back, because I was still a bit weird and losery. What do you mean when you say that? Like, how did you behave? I was just very smart, babe. Okay, so you knew everything. I knew everything. I was Hermione Granger, babe. And you liked telling everyone about everything. I was Hermione Granger. Okay. You'd be like, let me tell you about Leviosa, not Leviosa. Like, that was literally me. Right. As a child. 
as like a eight year old. She was like eleven in that movie or whatever. Well, she's like seven in the first half. Uh, and that was me. I was like literally just like <laughs> you guys were dumb. Because they were dumb and my parents were smart. They made us watch documentaries and like But you were also loving, so you were like judgmental I was smart and smart and loving. And loving. Just a very not cool, just a combination. Just not, not a cool chick. Yeah, a whole combination of... And then I grew boobs in grade 10, and I went to a new school, and they were like, oh, this chick has boobs, and she can sing. And my teachers was, respected me at this new school as well, because I had built these weird dynamics with me where they were trying to blackmail me, mm. like at my other school. So when I went to the new school, it was, it was the best thing for me, because it just completely changed the game for me. But mm. before that... And actually, it was Miss Star that would be like, you can tell people to fuck off, Marissa. Mm. Like, if the boys are... That was my drum teacher. She was like, if the boys are, are going weird around you, you can tell them to fuck off. And I was like... Because my teacher had said it's a word. Mm. And my teachers would, like, swear in class and be so real and be like... So this is the difference between oh. Christian school and public school. Yeah. Miss Star and some of my... Teachers at Nambour State High School that changed my life. My dance teacher was all into chakras and Reiki, and she like sat with me and she was just like, "You have issues, girl. Like we need to work through your issues." And wow. Like, she was like, "You have mommy issues, big time." It was the first time I heard language around trauma. And language around boundaries and language around all that stuff. And Miss Star would be like, I know you're throwing up your food at lunchtime. I've heard you in the toilet. Like, just unafraid to say stuff. Mm. And I, I never had that before that. That, like, courage. Mm-hmm. Adults with courage. I never knew what that was like. So I didn't know how to set those boundaries in school because my mum didn't have that kind of courage. And so... Basically, what you were implying earlier is that all of those early attachments that were, like, super anxious. That's the attachments I've grown to men and, and people over my life. Because, like, oh, no, if I say the wrong thing, they're going to call me a loser right away. You know? Yeah. And when we left and we went around Australia, my friends that I had made didn't contact me and I would like write them letters mm. and no one would write back to me and it broke me, it broke mm. my heart. Like I remember, I remember <coughs> my mum's mate just being like, your daughter is something else, like the way she holds on to people, like it's, she's a kid, this is weird, like she talks about in like minute specific detail, she talks about these girls she went to school with. And like the things she loves about them and she's specific about the things she loves about these girls that are like six years old and she's specific about like parts of their soul that she loves and mom was just like I know like I don't know what to do because she just <laughs> cries herself to sleep every night and the, I guess that would be so confronting for a parent because totally. kids are usually just like so present and yeah. just and I was like grief struck like yeah. so grief struck by the hurt that I'd experienced in school, mm. grief struck, like flooding, flooding all the time, every day. God, I was so autistic and no one knew best. So funny, babe. My group lady is a bomb. So the kid makeup look, I like it. Mm, done.
That's good. That's good. Queen Amidala of the Nobu. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I don't remember it very well. Like she has the two dots and like the loop in the line. It's so Asian and weird. I don't like sand. Is that from Star Wars? It gets everywhere. Yeah, it is. Oh, it doesn't make you look than anything. That's hilarious. Okay. You do look 16. Well, thank you for sharing with... Um, thanks. Thanks for so, listening. Yeah, that's what I had to kind of release. Yeah. And I, it's, the, it's, the big, it's the running theme of my life, is just releasing attachment. Mm. Makes sense. Been through a lot of weird attachments in my life. So that's the running theme. Is like, okay, today we're releasing this attachment. And was able to set those boundaries and have them respected and then have someone be grateful for them to hear that in such a short time as well. What was the time frame since? Like three days. Three or, days. Four days. Mm-hmm. Mm. And to make that kind of effort, like he was in bed. He was like, oh my god, I'll be there in like five minutes. To make as that kind of effort, to, as like, opposed to... I know it's your birthday, and I said that I was going to be there, but... <laughs> something came up. But something came up, and I can't get there until 7pm. Something came up when, when it happened last week, and you know, I, I've, I've been busy since then, and yeah, so now I'm telling you. Oh my god, I cannot believe that he used to do that. Me sitting around waiting all day, just like crying. half naked, just bored my eyes out. Just being yeah. like, when are you going to come round? <laughs> the stages of grief, though, be like, oh. but, but how's he, how's he going to want to have sex with me if I've been crying this whole time? Like, uh, it's not a problem you're going to have to worry about. Because <laughs> he ain't coming over, <laughs> Wow, I have literally no standards, babe. Isn't that funny? <laughs>